$20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know what'll make it sound even better. Oh yeah, it's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Go to the bottom of the fifth inning. Need to get something going here offensively for the Raiders. It's Nagishi to lead off. Swings through the first pitch. Strike one. Nagishi, Galloway, and Coker against the right-hander, Jordan Zuger. This is kind of the time of the evening that uh, outfielders over the weekend were having trouble catching up with baseballs. Strike two is called, and the count to the Raider first baseman is 0-2. Twilight time. Yeah, lights have not taken full effect. All inside. Backed him away. One ball and two strikes to the young first baseman, native of Tokyo, Japan. One and two. McGeeshee takes strike three called. And that for Zuger is only his second strikeout. McGeeshee called out on strikes. The batter is Jackson Galloway. Galloway singled in the second inning was erased as part of a double play. Here's another young man that's been swinging a hot bat, John. Jackson Galloway. Average at 3.07. Game-winning grand slam home run on Saturday. And hits this one like a bullet over the third baseman's head. Rolling down in the left field corner. He's on his way to second. And he will have a stand-up double. Galloway jumped all over that first pitch from Zuger. Uh, we were talking uh, in the last half inning about uh, Belmont is only, uh, the Blue Raiders have only been able to get Lipscomb on ground, or uh, Belmont rather on ground balls twice. They've only been uh, three fly ball outs that uh, Blue Raiders have hit. Everything else is in those two strikeouts or ground balls. Tying run is at second with one out. Here's Coker. Zuger comes set. That's only the Raiders' third hit of the game. And the pitch to Coker up high for ball one. Dillingham to hit next. One to nothing Belmont. We're in the bottom of the fifth. Pitch to the plate, outside ball two. The left fielder, Shacklett, and the center fielder, Lipscomb, are both playing so deep, I can barely see them. <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. No, it's not. 
Two balls, no strikes to Coker. Swing and a miss. Two and one. Changed up on him, had him out in front. Got some uh, action going on in the the Belmont bullpen. See a right-hander down there. Two balls, one strike to Brett Coker, who now asks for time and backs out of the box. Galloway, the tying run at second base with one out. Jack Julian at 86 pitches through the uh, first five innings. Looks like they're going to send him back out for one more. Strike called, and it's two and two. Yep, brighter bullpen is empty. Two balls, two strikes. Zuger pitching here in the fifth. That pitch, swing and a little tap foul. Based on his numbers, I suspect that he hasn't gone five innings uh, this uh, this season. Fortunately, we don't have the stats to look that up. 2-2 two, two the count. Here's the left-hander, looks in, checks the runner at second, and pitches and a swing and a foul back. (laughs) Bottom of the fifth inning. Need to get this crowd stirred up, John. They need some action to keep them warm. Two and two the count. And a foul out of play. Brian Dillingham waiting to hit next. Raiders down a run. Their starting pitcher, Jack Julian, has retired three, six, eight in a row. Ten out of the last 11. Looking for a little offensive Uh, help. uh, 11 out of the last 12. Pitch low, got away, and runner will go to third, Galloway. Now at third base, that will be a wild pitch. Charge to Zuger. So now with a full count, three and two, one out and a runner in third, and now, John, it's imperative to get this run home. Yeah, Runner at third, one out, got to hit it somewhere. Put it in play. And he took ball four down low. So first and third, one out. That's the second walk allowed by Zuger. That was a good at bat by uh, Brett Coker. Dillingham will be the batter. That actually was not the worst thing that could happen for Belmont because it sets up a double play situation with runners at first and third. But you've got a base stealer at first base in Brett Coker. So, let's see what Dillingham can do. He struck out in the third inning as the leadoff batter. Shortened up as if to bunt. Raiders are going to play the safety squeeze there. Took the pitch for ball one. you got to get a run in somehow. Had the... uh 
first baseman charging on that. We're going to get a mound visit here, or is he wanting to talk to an umpire? Mound visit. Pitching coach A.J. Gower, or I think that's, yeah, that's not uh, Coach Jarvis, I don't think. So we'll have a mound visit. One ball and no strikes. The count to Dillingham. Third base coach Jordan Getzelman left his post to go into the dugout, but Dillingham stayed right where he was. Right outside the right-hand batter's box. Well, if uh, on that play they showed that the, the first baseman was going to, to charge, the third baseman was going to hold the bag. Now, if, uh, if that's what it looks like, again, you want to try and get that, uh, that butt down. If you're going to do the safety squeeze, you want to get it down to third baseline. Now, Dillingham looks down to his third base coach who's flashing a series of signs, which I'm sure they discussed in the dugout. I suspect that was the purpose of that visit. So first and third, one ball, no strikes, the count. Swing and a miss, the runner goes. They fake the throw to second. Runner on third, not taking the bait, and that will be a stolen base for Coker, and that will effectively eliminate the double play possibility, at least the ground ball double play. Zuger's uh, one and one, the count to Dillingham. Just over 50 pitches here in the fifth inning. The right-hander comes set. And the pitch is taken right mm. down the heart of the plate, strike two. That One was, and two. That was not a fastball. I think that uh, was a pitch Dillingham. So was, now Dillingham's job is just to get the bat yeah. on the ball and hit it somewhere. Put it in play. Enfield is not pulled in. They no, are they're conceding the run. Ground oh. foul, and the runner at third, Coker, had to duck to keep That's, from hitting him. That was Galloway. Yeah, had that, to duck to keep from bitten him. That's why that runner is in foul territory. One and two. That baseball hits him in fair territory. It's an out. Suger comes set, swing and a miss. Mm. Good opportunity to score has temporarily passed the runners, uh, the Raiders by here in the fifth inning. But now with two outs, the batter is Vincent. Vincent, an excellent bunter, but with two outs, do you chance a bunt? Runners second and third. Two outs in the inning. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on, hard ground ball to second. Couple Bianco up with it over the first, and the inning is over. So the Raiders present a threat in the fifth, but Belmont survives the storm. No runs, one hit, and two men left on base. We have completed five full innings. It is Belmont one, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. We go to the sixth inning, one to nothing, Belmont. And here's one for the book, John. In 1948, okay. Yankees had a pitcher named Allie Reynolds. Oh, yeah. I think he was a full-blooded Indian, I he think. Was indeed. Allie Reynolds hit a deep fly ball to center field or the, to left field and stopped at second base because... In running, he did not see the ball clear the fence. <laughs> it would be his only career home run, but since he didn't see the ball, he stayed at second base. President Truman was in in uh, Washington to see the game, and the Yankees manager, Bucky Harris, finally had to go out on the field and convince Reynolds to round the bases <laughs> to continue the opening day game in Washington. There's a bunt. Speaking of bunts, that was going to be a foul ball. Rudder had to wait to see if that was going to bounce foul, and it did. That was Lipscomb. Picked it up and put, took that ball out of play. Lipscomb trying to bunt his way on. He has singled and walked. And, you know, that was not an easy ballpark. Griffith Stadium was not an easy ballpark to hit home runs. Allie Reynolds, one career home run, and he didn't believe he hit it out. (laughs) He refused to leave second base. (laughs) The pitch. Oh, caught the outside corner. Nothing and two the count. Keep this guy off the base. Grounded to first, backhanded by Nagishi. Throw to first, pitcher covering, and that is out number one. Nice play by Nagishi and Jack Julian to retire Lipscomb for the first out here in the sixth inning. Here is Brody. Heaton. Heaton has singled. He's driven in the only run of the game. That came in the first inning. And he has been called out on strikes. First pitch to him is a bit high for ball one. That's Julian's 90th pitch of the afternoon. Here in the sixth inning. Oh. That one just missed inside. I thought that broke back inside. 2-0 and oh the count. The break must have been after it crossed the, uh, the plane of the plate. By the inside. There's a swing. The ball hit high in the air. Catcher rudder off of the mask. Oh, that's going to fall 
and will fall foul. <laughs> well, it could have been caught, but yeah. the worst thing that could have happened would have been for it to stay fair. Yeah, it hit fair and then bounced back. That just shows you how much uh, spin that baseball has on a and this is like Yeah, that. this is the time of day when it's very oh, difficult gosh. to see. Yeah. The pitcher probably had the best look you know, at it. Uh, and it looked like he was going to make the play. Two balls and a strike. So I'm going to foul over by the Belmont dugout down the third base side. Two and two. That's a case maybe where the book worked against him. Because the book says pitchers don't make plays on balls like that. The pitch. Fouled away. Well, win or lose tonight, Jack Julian has given the Blue Raider pitching staff a big shot in the arm. Boy, that is the uh, the truth. It's more of a booster shot, I guess. 2-2 yeah. the count. Oh. Just missed the knees. He wanted that pitch. Oh, I don't blame him. I did, too. That was a good fastball. 3-2 and two now to Heaton. Hasn't walked anybody uh, since Lipscomb back in the uh, third inning. Hasn't had a base runner since that walk. Oh. And the curse of the broadcaster as Heaton draws ball four. He will go to first base with one out. And the batter will be the catcher, Tommy Kreider. Kreider has flied out and struck out, 0 for 2. Kreider leads the Belmont team with eight home runs. He's up there with one out. That was his home run cut, but he didn't get that pitch which was outside, nothing and one. Kreider has homered in three straight games. Those would have been the three games at Moorhead this past weekend. In fact, uh, Belmont hit five home runs in one of those wins. The team. Got to keep Eaton close over there. He's been known to steal a base or seven. Swung on, fly ball, right field line, curving. It's going to be in foul ground. Dillingham's over there. He's got it. Right nice on. catch by Go Brian ahead. Dillingham in foul territory. And against, again, this uh, twilight time sky is difficult to see the ball. So Kreider fouls out to Dillingham in right field. It's out number two. Better is Landers, who has flied to right and been called out on strikes. I was uh, disappointed. You, uh, there was one question I wish you'd ask. Brian Dillingham, uh, when you talked to him before the ball game, that was about that throw that he made over the weekend, gunning that runner at third base. Throw to first and the runner back. That was pretty darn impressive. It was. Landers came into the game hitting over 400. That is average has dipped a little bit. There's a strike called. Nothing in one. To Mason Landers. His next pitch will be uh, Jack's 100th of the ball game. 
Julian comes set. Short lead at first for the runner there. Strike at the knees, nothing in two. One run and four hits for the Bruins. No runs, three hits for the Raiders. The only error of the game belongs to Middle Tennessee. The pitch, foul to the screen. Count holds at two strikes. Belmont will go out of conference this coming week weekend and will travel to Purdue for a three-game series. Against Big Ten competition, huh? high one ball two strikes the Raiders will stay in conference and travel to Ruston Louisiana to take on the Texters also known in some circles as the Bulldogs one ball and two strikes and the pitch fly ball right field Dillingham moving back in front of the scoreboard reaches up Makes the grab, four out number three. And that is all in the sixth. No runs, no hits, a walk, one left. We'll go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Still Belmont one, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. And we go to the bottom half of the sixth inning. Raiders need a run, trailing by one to nothing. Now, did they make some changes? Yeah, we got a new pitcher on uh, Dick. This is number nine, Aaron Hubble. He has uh, been throwing in relief uh, all season. This is his 11th appearance. He's uh, thrown 16 and third innings, given up 10 runs. Uh, all of them earned on 15 hits, 12 walks, 14 strikeouts, a 5.51 ERA, and 0-1 record. So Zuger's day is over. He goes five innings, allows no runs on three hits, and generally kept the Raiders off stride the entire time he was in there. Yeah, walked, uh, only walked two. Didn't strike out a lot of people, but he was getting ground ball out. Top of the batting order will greet the new pitcher whose name is Hubble. 
As long as it's not Carl, we're okay. Well, and Carl Hubble was a left-hander. Lopez, one for two, has singled and hit into a double play. First pitch to him, a call strike, caught the outside corner, nothing and one. Wasn't Carl Hubble the king of the screwball? Yeah, screwball. That was the name of his word. They call it something different now. but Yeah, I think it's a cutter now. Here's the 0-1 pitch, swing, and a little tap foul. And the count will be two strikes to Fausto Lopez. Well, sorry, we had no winner in the Wendy's fourth inning. Raiders uh, did not produce a base hit in that inning. Ground ball in the hole, backhanded by the shortstop. Taylor, long throw, and he got him. That's a nice play. This is just an excellent defensive club. And good, strong arms. Uh, I don't think I've seen that first baseman have to as many ground balls out that they've been. They're just not making him have to make good plays over there. They're just playing toss. Now he can play that position in a rocking chair. The batter is JT Mabry, who has flied to right and lined out. He was robbed of a hit by the second baseman on a line drive. It's this one in the air foul, and that's up on top of us. That's a Zaxby's Strike one. Oh, I see Chip up here behind us. I'm wondering if he's going to go out and go scrounging for that uh, foul ball like he did the other day. The pitch high. One ball, one strike. <laughs> Is that the first foul ball you've ever gotten here? There is ball two, two and one to JT Mabry. Oh, oh, that one hit him. Got him in the helmet. Batting helmet. Thank goodness for the batting helmet. They're JT the trainer. will toss the bat away. And yeah, they're going to make him go through the con. Uh, con- we'll hit the first base. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. He just yeah. wants to get on base. So Mabry hit by the pitch down at first base with one out. Relator Chainer down there checking with him anyway. And umpire is right there. Looks like he's going to be okay. Ace. Mabry's a gamer. He's ready. He's ready to run. Here's Wyatt Morgan. He hit it to a double play in the first inning and hit to the first baseman. Grounded out in the fourth. Raiders really need a run in this inning. Left-handed hitter stands in. Get Jack Julian off the hook. Pitch high and outside. Ball one to Morgan. There is some action in the bullpen, but it's behind the light pole as far as I can tell. Throw to first. We need to get them to move that bullpen mound, John. Uh, yeah, or make them uh, warm up on the other one. <laughs> They're two down there, and they keep. Oh yeah. I think that's a right-hander throwing though. One ball, no strikes. Runner goes, swinging a foul. He got a really good jump. Raiders playing a little hit and run with Morgan. 
fouled it to the screen. One and one. Belmont scored a run in the first inning and no one has dented the scoreboard since. A lot of zeros up there. One ball, one strike to Morgan. He faked going to second. That's ball two. Taken outside, two and one. Well played game though. Uh, we've seen some really nice defense from uh, from Belmont. And what we've seen from the Blue Raiders has not been bad. With Hubble comes set, throws to first. With the exception of that one error, and that was a tough chance. Two and one the count. Morgan's been swinging a pretty good bat of late. And another throw to first, and Mabry back on his tummy again. Two balls and a strike. Check of the runner, and another throw to first. That time, Mabry back in standing up. All right, enough of that. Let's, let's go on to the next page. Two balls and a strike. The pitch swung on, fouled out of play. Count will go to two and two. A lot of hitting room and rights. Well, they just changed the center fielder. He had been playing, oh, six or eight steps into left center. He has moved back more or less straight up now. Another throw to first and the runner back. Right fielders uh, playing him to, to pull. Belmont plays a tough schedule now. They, they played some good teams this year. Mm -hmm. And they're 23 and 13. They won their first four midweek games against the Raiders, Lipscomb, Evansville, and Western. They've lost their last four. Mabry goes, base hit. Right field, Mabry turns second on his way to third, and the Raiders will have runners at the corners with one out. Nicely executed hit and run. Mabry broke on the pitch, and Morgan single to right. Got that ball uh, over the, uh, had a big bounce and got it up over the, the uh, first baseman. Looked like he had a chance over his head, though, and on into right field. Hit number one off Hubble. And with one out, the batter is Riggs Runner. He's flied to right, grounded to third. Raiders again have the tying run over at third base. Need to stay out of the double play here. Bruins have pulled two double plays tonight to help their pitching. Here is the pitch, and it's just inside ball one to Rudder. Rudder has uh, been pretty good with runners at third base in less than two outs. Three for three. Boy, that outfield is deep all the way around. The pitch, swing and a miss. Good fly ball out there anywhere would bring in a run. And if you don't hit it deep enough, might fall in front of them. They're playing so deep. Now the center field is coming in a 
bunch of stuff. There's a deep fly ball to left field. Nobody's gonna get that one. And that is off the wall. One run is in. Second run coming to the plate. And that is a two-run double for Briggs Runner. And the Raiders lead it two to one here in the sixth. Dick, I told you he likes to hit with that runner on third base with less than two out. He is now four for four in that situation. That ball got into the gap, got to the wall. And uh, runner on third, uh, Mabry was waiting to see whether or not they were gonna catch it. But by then, I think uh, Wyatt had already figured that uh, uh, he was gonna be running because he wasn't very far behind Mabry to score. That is only the second double this year for Briggs and RBI's number seven and eight puts the Raiders on top two to one. Here is Nagishi swings and misses on the first pitch from Hubble. Outfield again deep. Right-hander comes set, checks the runner at second. And the pitch around the bunt, lays it down. Pitcher will have only one play, first base, and they get the runner there, but over to third is Rudder, where he will take station with two outs. That'll be a sacrifice bunt for Nagishi. Two down and a runner at third, and the batter will be Jackson Galloway. And all he's done tonight is single and double. He has been swinging a good bat for the Raiders. Hubble's been known to throw wild pitches. Wild pitch here can get that uh, third run across. Rudder at third to pitch low and outside in the dirt. Ball one to Galloway. That one caught the corner. One ball, one strike. Kind of brought the crowd back from a comatose state. <laughs> well, we hadn't done much to get them excited unless they're into Swing the ground ball off the first baseman's glove. And the throw to the pitcher covering is wild. Goes over to the dugout. A run is in. Down to second base goes Galloway. Wow. And caromed off the first baseman's glove. The second baseman threw it over first base. The pitcher was going over to try and cover, but it's like trying to hit a moving target. And the throw went awry and into the Raider dugout. Well, there's an error, dude. I think you got to give the, uh, the error, though, to the second baseman on the throw. No doubt. I thought they had a good shot. In fact, I thought that was going to be an out. Had the first, first base. baseman handled it, it would probably have been an out. No, but he would have been had to have been about 18 feet tall to handle. So that it ball. is now a three-to-one game as Coker swings and misses at the first pitch. Well, and that extra run is uh, so important. Now, are they giving Galloway a hit? I think so. Infield hit and an error on the throw by the second baseman. Swing and a foul out of play, and the count will go to 0-2 on Brett Coker. What is that? 
Two strikes to count. Runner at second base, the pitch swung on, high in the air into shallow right field. Right fielder, a long way to come, but he'll make the catch. And that will retire the side here in the sixth inning, but the Raiders come up with three runs. One, two, three hits, there was an error, and one man left. So the totals for the Raiders after six. Three runs, six hits and an error. For Belmont, one run, four hits and an error. Three to one Raiders as we go to the seventh inning. The Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Hey, hey, hey! Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods, and Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. Flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. As we go to the seventh inning, the Raiders have made a pitching change. Right-hander James Sells has come in. Sells making his 10th appearance, all but one of those in relief. He's thrown 22 innings, giving up uh, six runs, five of them earned on 19 hits, seven walks, 23 strikeouts. Got a 2.05 ERA, a 2-1 record. Sales' last appearance was against Charlotte in the 49ers. When on Friday, he went an inning in the third, gave up three runs and six hits. And needs to be a little better tonight if the Raiders are going to hang on to this lead. It's now 3-1, and boy, what a great outing for Jack Julian again. Jack Julian goes uh, six innings, gives up just four hits, uh, and just that one run, it was earned. Here's well, Logan Jarvis to lead it off in the seventh inning against James Sells, the right-hander. The ground ball up the middle, Sells has it, takes his time, underhands to first, and that's one pitch and one out in the seventh. Now that's the kind of efficiency you like. So with one out, it will be Capobianco. Reached on an error in the second inning and called out on strikes in the fourth. Second baseman number 14, Jack Capobianco. Let me try and give you that line on Jack Julian again. It goes six innings, gives up one run. It was earned on four hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. And the pitch to the left-hand hitter is in for a strike, nothing in one. And because the Raiders scored those three runs in the bottom of the six, Jack Julian is in line for the win if we can hold on. Six of those seven strikeouts were on called third strikes. There's a bunt attempt fouled off, nothing in two. 
So it's up to Sells to try and hold them right here. Two strikes on the left-handed hitting Capobianco. Outfield straight away, not too deep. Pitch in the dirt, ball one, one and two. Taylor waiting to hit next. This is the bottom third of the order for the Bruins. Here's the one-two pitch, and it's swing, foul straight back. Count holes at one and two. Very familiar, John, with one member of the Belmont coaching staff, and that's Aaron Smith. The pitch inside. Native of uh, Murfreesboro and came up through our Optimist Little League when he was 11, 12 years old. Did he play for you? Did not. I wish he had have. He pitched a perfect game no-hitter in a Little League tournament in Madison. <laughs> There's a ball hit to left field. Galloway back on the track, looking up, and he has got it. Four out number two. Ran under that ball. But it's not often you see a perfect game, and even at that level. No. Two up and two down in the seventh inning. Here's Grayson Taylor, shortstop, who has struck out twice. You know, he's got to be glad Julian is not out there anymore. He's <laughs> been called out twice on strikes. First pitch to him, outside, ball one. One ball, no strikes. I have seen one perfect game. All the baseball I've watched. Ball low, 2-0. and oh. A couple of no-hitters, but only one perfect game. John Wathen threw one for the Nashville Sounds one night. I was there covering that game. Ground foul outside third. Does watching on TV count? Well, I don't know. Did you <laughs> see one of? Did you see Don Larson throw his? I did. Start to finish. I was in college. Watched it at the lunch counter. A little black and white TV up oh, up uh, on the wall. There's ball three, three and one. The count to Taylor. Bases empty. Two outs in the seventh. Sells with the pitch. One hopper, Mabry has to battle it as it skidded low after taking that one hop. But Mabry makes the play, second to first for the third out. Three up, three down. Sells does the job. Coming in to hold the three to one lead. It is seventh inning stretch time at the ballpark. Raiders three and Belmont one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities.
It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. on News Radio WGNS. And we move to the bottom of the seventh inning and another pitching change for Belmont. We'll take 10 seconds for station identification and tell you about the new pitcher on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. John Callow with you. Raiders leading 3-1 to one in the seventh. John, they've got a left-hander out there now. Uh, they do. This is Dominic Barada. Barada making his 14th appearance, all but two of those in relief. He's thrown 27 to thirds inning. The Braves have been here since 1981. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Your Atlanta Braves station. Giving up uh, 15 runs, 13 of them earned on 25 hits. 14 walks, 22 strikeouts, a 4.23 ERA, a 3-0 record. Brian Dillingham leads it off against the left-hander and swings through the first pitch, strike one. Dillingham, Benson, then back to the top of the batting order. Dillingham hits it into left center. Center fielder moving over. He's got room out there, and it will be hauled in by Lipscomb for out number one. One down in the seventh. The batter will be Luke Benson. He has walked and grounded out. Barada is 6'1", 195, sophomore from Dunedin, Florida. There's a bunt by Benson. The pitcher has it, and the left-hander throws to first to retire Benson. That was almost straight back to the mound. So Benson retired, pitched to first for the second out. That was not any light toss, underhanded light toss that uh, Verona made to first base. He fired that ball over there. Here is Fausto Lopez, one for three tonight for the Raiders shortstop, singled in the first inning and was wiped out as part of a double play. Looked like he, uh, he stepped in and he stepped out. It looked like he might have had something in his eye. I think he's okay now. The left-hander delivers. Lopez takes it outside, ball one. So the Raiders, with a three-run sixth inning, have taken the lead here, three to one. Swing and a miss. One ball, one strike to Lopez. The 
The left-hander delivers on a drive to left field. That is a diving effort. And the left fielder caught it. Third base umpire right there with his eyes on the play. And Lopez robbed of a hit by a diving catch from the left fielder, Shacklett. And that is all in the seventh. Quick bottom of the seventh, three up and three down. We have completed seven full innings. Raiders three, Belmont one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the eighth inning. James Sells did not get much rest between innings because that was a very quick bottom of the seventh. Hopefully, we'll have that uh, quick top of the of the eighth. What was that? Six pitches, maybe seven pitches, and and it will be the top of the batting order for the Bruins, Shacklett. Barons and Lipscomb, all left-handed hitters to face the right-hander, James Sells out of Tullahoma High School. Right-hander delivers and a strike on the outside corner. Nothing and one. They're shifting around a little bit for this left-handed hitter. Oh. And that one hit him. And that is the eighth time this season that Shacklett has been hit by a pitch. He leads the team in that department. The got him uh, black and blue department. Yeah, got him on the thigh, just above the knee. So there's the first base runner. Sells has allowed, and the batter is Barons, the right fielder. One out of three walked and scored, or singled and scored. In the first, he's flied out to left field twice after that. Big hole on the left side as Lopez playing close to the bag at second. The pitch is ball one outside. And high for a ball. And ball went the same place. Two and oh. Time call, Rudder will walk out to the mound, have a word or two with this pitcher. And I'm wondering if, 
let's see. There is somebody up throwing in the Raider bullpen. Again, behind the post, but we've got a left-hander going there. As happens, uh, the two schools have a difference in the series record. Belmont says this is the 69th game, and the Raiders leading 49-19. to The Raiders say this is the 60th game, and the Raiders leading 45-15. to So both margins are about the same, but they're not on the same page. Trent Siebert uh, throwing down in the Raider bullpen. Two balls, no strikes to count to Barron's. And there's a strike called. So Rudder's message to James Sells was, hey, let's throw a strike. Don't get behind. No. Two and one to count. Shacklett leads it first. The pitch is outside. Ball three. Three and one. Still struggling a little bit here in this second inning of work. Comes set, delivers, swung on, high pop-up, rudder off with a mask, can't get it, and again it bounced foul, and that's two that is that is uh, possible outs that have gone by the way. That will make it three and two. So that ball, that's a difficult play for a catcher, John, right up over your head. Yeah, tough, tough, tough play. Somebody needs to take charge and and, uh, call that. Either the pitcher or the third or first baseman, whoever gets there. Full count three and two now. Runner goes. Ball four is low and inside, and first two men are on here in the eighth inning for the Bruins. Hit batsman and a walk. That would get you in trouble every time. So here is the dangerous Lipscomb. 378 hitter. Has a single. He has walked and is grounded out. Tie and run at first base. Go ahead and run here at the plate and nobody out. Is that right or is there one out? Coach Myers will make a visit to the mound. First two men on here in the eighth inning. Lightning's Locker Room, powered by textbook brokers, is the place to get your Blue Raider gear. See the selection online at mtsugear.com or at their Greenland Drive location. Lightning's Locker Room, the official game day provider, powered by textbook brokers. Got a left-handed hitter. You call for the left-hander here, are you? No, gonna stick with him. So Sales may have gotten his battery recharged out there and- Let's hope so. Pitch to the left-handed hitting Lipscomb with two men on. Raider infield still aware that a double play could help. 
And now Sells turns, looks back at second. Lopez had been jockeying back and forth behind the runner there, trying to keep him close. Shacklett just kind of turned his back on him, walked back into second base. Now he's and jumping around. Outside, ball one. <clears throat> one ball, no strikes. You know, Sells was very effective, I thought, in that uh, in that seventh inning. But here in the eighth inning, he is missing, and when he's missing, he's missing outside. And the pitch fouled away. Is anybody going to catch that one down the left field line? The answer is no. Did Galloway get a glove on it? I don't think so. I, I, I think he actually might have overrun that baseball. That thing dropped, oh, maybe a, a foot foul. And by the time it hit the ground, he was already oh, 10 feet past it, back towards the, the dugout. One ball, one strike to Guy Lipscomb. Uh, you think back to that uh, that pop-up that we did not make the play on, that one that we didn't make a uh, play on. So I'm going to foul out of play, one and two. Could just as easily have, uh, just as easily have two outs here. One ball, two strikes the count. Runners at first and second. I think Sells asked for a different sign. Now he's set. And the pitch. Swing and a foul back. Lipscomb had a good cut, fouled it straight yep. back to the screen. The count holds, one and two. I think uh, caught a break on that one. That one is up and away, and it was probably uh, a ball. And the pitch. Fly ball, left field. Galloway almost in his tracks, comes in a little. He's got it for out number one. Now the batter is Heaton. Heaton, one for two with a walk. Singled in the first, drove in their only run. Big right-handed batter. Six five, two sixty-five. He's out of Indiana, Newburgh, Indiana. Now we're going to see some uh, changes. Okay, I see what's going on. Coach Myers will make a visit to the mound, and we will have a pitching change for the Raiders. We'll take a break, tell you about who the new pitcher is, and give you some numbers on him right after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannison Associates online at gcpas.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, 
I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Made a pitching change here in the eighth inning with one out. Left-hander Trent Siebert will come on to take over the duties from James Sells. Sells went uh, an inning and a third. Hit a batter, walked a batter, did not give up any uh, hits, and is responsible for the two runners on base. Trent Siebert closed out the uh, Saturday win over Charlotte with uh, two innings. He's making his 14th appearance, all but two of those in relief. Thrown 35 and two-thirds innings, giving up 17 runs, 15 of them earned. 35 hits, 10 walks, 39 strikeouts, 3.79 ERA, a two and two record. And uh, we need a couple of those strikeouts now. So the Raiders kind of go against the book here. Let Sales pitch to three left-handed batters and they'll bring the left-hander in to pitch to the right-handed hitting Heat, who has home run power. Trent Siebert closed out the game on Saturday for the Raiders against Charlotte in that remarkable come from behind 10 to seven win. So Galloway is out. Dillingham goes to left and Snyder in right. Is that the, the defensive line? That is correct. You got Nagishi. Wow. See, it looks like he's guarding the line. Back almost to the outfield grass. First pitch to Heaton is a ball. One ball, no strikes. Over third, Coker is playing deep. Swing and a miss. And the count will go to one and one on Brody Heaton. He is the cleanup hitter for the Bruins. Tying runs are on base here in the top of the eighth inning. And Trent Siebert on to try and cool these Bruins off a little more. It's already cool. Game time temperature was uh, right around 60 degrees. Well, it's pitch right hit around. high in the air into right center field. Snyder coming on, and he'll make the catch. The runner at second tags goes to third, and the throw there is almost in time. Just in there was Shacklett. Wow. And that was a nice throw from Snyder on one hop to Brett Coker at third. I thought he had him. So as often happens, the new defensive player has it the ball hit him. right to him. Finds I him. mean, you can almost script it out. Two outs now, first and third, and the batter is Tommy Kreider. Or it may be a pinch hitter as the Coach Jarvis is out. We've got
got a pinch hitter. Yep. Eighteen, is that? No, ten. Number ten. Blake Barton. Blake Barton, a catcher. So he'll probably stay in. Right-hand hitter, Barton. First and third, two outs. Siebert's pitch. Strike on the outside corner. So Kreider is out of the game. He was 0 for 3. Barton is in to hit for him and will probably stay in the catch. One strike to count. Siebert's pitch. High. Ball one. One and one. Barton, a 273 hitter, but only 22 at bats. So. And the pitch to the plate. Swing and a foul tip. Or did he? Uh, may not have fouled it. No, it's I, catcher Rudder was out quickly to pounce on it. Neither runner could advance. One and two. All right, got him set up now for the strikeout. And in 22 at bats, uh, Barton has struck out four times. First and third, the pitch. Strike three called. Caught the outside corner, and that will do it in the eighth inning. So Barton called out on strikes in the inning. No runs, no hits, two men left. We go to the bottom of the eighth inning. It's Middle Tennessee three, Belmont one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school, stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov rxawareness. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. We go to the bottom half of the eighth inning. A new pitcher on for the Bruins is Kyle Brennan. Kyle Brennan making his 19th appearance, all of them in relief. Thrown 18 innings, given up 10 runs, all earned on 12 hits, 7 walks, 16 strikeouts. He's got a 5-even ERA, a 1-3 record, uh, but he is also their closer with 11. He is currently third in the country with 11 saves. First pitch is a little bit high to J.T. Mabry leading off here in the eighth inning. Brennan, a native of Franklin. There's ground ball to short. Taylor 
scoops, fires in time. Out number one in the eighth inning as Mabry grounds out short to first. Obviously not a safe situation, but uh, this is a case where you want to keep this ball game close. Here's the all-time career saves leader for Belmont with 27 in his career. Wow. One out in the eighth. Here's Morgan. Swinging strike, nothing in one. Needless to say, we did not see him in February in that, uh, in that uh, what was it, 11, 11 to one game that strike was, two called. was called after the top of the eighth because the snow and the rain started. One ball, two strikes inside. Well, I know you and Chip were all cozy in that uh, nice, warm, heated press box they have there. Chip told me he's never been colder at a baseball game. <laughs> Morgan swings, hits it in the air to shallow right field, and they can't pick it up. Ball drops in front of the right fielder, Barons. I was just waiting for that to happen, John, with them playing so deep. I wondered when we were going to drop one in front of them. That is hit number seven for the Raiders of the first off Brennan. And we've got a pinch runner. Jacob Wright. Is it Wright? Yes. Running at first base. It is Jacob Wright. Okay. So he's in for Morgan in the DH slot for the moment. Here's Rudder. Strike one. Well, you would hope that he's uh, not going to be needed for anything else today. Briggs had the big blow in the sixth inning, a two-run double. Runner goes. Throw is it's going to get away from the second baseman, yeah, that, and that'll be a stolen base. The throw was not a very good throw. It was off to the first base side. In fact, the only chance they had would uh, have been getting him as he went past. Well, that's the new catcher back there, Barton, who made the throw. So runner at second. The count one and one on Rudder. And they continue to play very deep in the outfield. Right leads at second base. The pitch swung on, hit in the air into shallow right center. Center fielder comes in. He's going to make the play there. And that is out number two. So two down in the eighth. And the batter is Nagishi. Looks like this is going to be Siebert's game to tie down in the ninth. Nothing going on in the Raider bullpen. Gishi is 0 for 2 with a sacrifice. Coach Getzelman is coaching him up out there between the third base coach's box and home plate. Two outs and a runner at second. 
shift for the left-handed hitter. Shortstop playing almost directly behind second base and a big hole on the left side where the shortstop should be. Third baseman playing off the bag as Nagishi stands in. Right leads at second, pitches outside, outside corner, strike one. Right hander comes set, checks the runner at second, and delivers a pitch just high. One ball and one strike. Justin Snyder in the on deck circle. Ground ball right up the middle. They're going to have trouble with that one. Pitcher picks it up and gets the out at first. That's a good play by Brennan as he had it skip off his glove. He had to charge, pick it up, and make a quick throw to first and retired Nagishi for out number three. So that is all in the eighth. No runs, a hit. A runner left. We have completed eight full innings. Middle Tennessee three and Belmont one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis and Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis and Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis and Associates online at gcpas.com. Listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. We go to the ninth inning. The Raiders leading by a score of three to one. The Raiders have had eight, count them eight, first vision bank strikeouts tonight, and seven of them have been called third strikes. First vision bank is a proud partner of Middle Tennessee Athletics and the official strikeout partner. For this season, don't strike out on your banking services. Visit First Vision Bank. Siebert's first pitch in the night is a strike call to Mason Landers. Landers 0 for 3 is flight out twice and struck out. The left-hander delivers, missed inside, ball one. One ball, one strike. Landers, Jarvis, Capobianco here in the night. There's a swinging strike, and it's one and two. And the Raider lefty delivers, swinging a foul back. Raiders look like they're, Raiders look like they're playing no doubles on the uh, – 
left side in the infield and in left field. Dillingham really deep out there for, you know, not quite as deep as those. Strike three oh, called, yeah. laid it right in there at the belt. And another called third strike. Wow. So that is nine strikeouts, eight called third strikes it's in the game. A, that's just something you don't see like that. Second strikeout for Siebert. And this is not a weak hitting team. This. No. Belmont team as a, as a team has a 283 batting average, which is excellent. Which is about 15 points higher than the Raiders coming into this thing. I think we've got a pinch hitter here. This is a right-handed batter in for the left-hander Jarvis. Number 30, is it? Let me get a... a Ball one, one and oh. Strike called on the outside corner. One ball, one strike. 39, Dick. And that would be Jack Rendo out of Brentwood High School. Strike two called. Siebert pumped in a couple of strikes after missing with the first pitch, and it's one and two. One out in the ninth. He missed inside. Two balls and two strikes. Trent Siebert, a fast worker. And the lefty winds and fires. Just missed outside, ball three. So a full count to Rando. Batting from the right side. Rando's walked about the he's, screen. More than he's hit, he's only got five hits on the season. Three and two, the count. Walked six times. Here's the left-hander's pitch. Hit to second. Mabry slides over near the bag. Takes his time. Throws a strike to first base for out number two. Two up, two down in the ninth. Last chance for the Bruins is Jack Capobianco. He has been safe on an error, has struck out, and has flied to left. Right-handed batter against the left-hander, Trent Siebert. The pitch right in there for a call strike, nothing in one. Siebert looking very confident out there tonight. He's ready to go. Left-hander winds and fires. Missed inside, one and one. The batters are trying to break his rhythm. They're yeah. stepping out after every pitch. One ball and one strike. And the next pitch right in there at the letters is one and two. Belmont down to their last strike here in the ninth inning. Staccato clapping in the stands. And ball two is high. Two balls and two strikes. Raiders leading three to one in the ninth. The left-hander delivers a swing and a miss. Struck him out, and this ball game is over. 
And Siebert gets his third strikeout and the 10th First Vision Bank strikeout for Blue Raider pitchers in the game. And in the ninth, nothing across. Final score, Middle Tennessee three and Belmont one. Stay with us. We will be back with the totals and highlights. Talk with Blue Raider head coach Jim Tolman and more as our post-game show is coming up next on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, hey, hey! Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods, and Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamon Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! This has been Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Reds. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go back to the stadium. Once again, here's Dick Palmer. 
I can welcome back in to our press box here high up top. Reese Smith's field as the Raiders walk away with a three to one win over the Belmont Bruins. And it came uh, with a big inning, John, in the sixth inning. The Raiders trailing the entire game one to nothing since the first inning. Put together a big uh, a big inning against uh, a new pitcher that uh, Belmont brought in. And it was Briggs Rudder with the big hit, a two-run double. And that ball uh, uh, got to the wall, and uh, and like you said, that was the big hit. But uh, here's what uh, really saved the game: a uh, couple of good plays early on. The uh, the, the Bruins had a chance to kind of break things open in the first inning. Instead, we played some good defense, got out of the inning, uh, picked a guy off of second base. And that allowed and then gave Jack Julian a chance to really bear down. Once he, he was terrific. Once he got out of the second inning, it was lights out. Uh, Julian from the third inning through the sixth inning, gave up no hits, no runs, struck out uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, struck out six batters during that time, only walked one, and he just kept getting better and better. He sure did. Five in a row at one time. Uh, with the strikeouts. So uh, the, the the real key was keeping it close early. And then uh, uh, their guy, uh, uh, Jordan Zucker, was pretty darn good. But then we got into the bullpen. Uh, Aaron Hubble was uh, – Not victimized. Carl Hubble tonight. It was not Carl Hubble. It was not even uh, Carl Hubble's cat. Uh, he uh, just wasn't very good, um, gave up – Three runs on three hits in that uh, one inning, he and he'll end up taking the loss. Okay, the Raiders improve now to 19 and 16, three games over 500. Boy, that is important. Of course, it's not a conference game, but they're nine and six in Conference USA. They have now won six of their last seven games. The only loss in that stretch was that Friday uh, loss to uh, to Charlotte, but the Raiders did take two out of three. In that conference series, Belmont losing is now 23-14. and 14. They had won two in a row. And, uh, of course, this avenges an earlier loss to the Bruins <laughs> in Nashville by a score of 11-1. to 1. So the Raiders uh, have avenged a loss to Lipscomb. They've avenged a loss to Belmont. And they're playing pretty good baseball at, sure this, at this stretch they of the sure game. Are. We're going to take it down to uh, Carson Herbert. He is with... The Raiders head coach, Jim Tolman. Take it, Carson. All right, Coach Tolman, you got another win under your belt against the Bell. You cap off this homestand with a pretty impressive win, a great start by Jack Julian. Let's start there. Um, he pitches another his second straight uh, quality start for you guys, only gives up one earned run in six, in six innings. What did his start mean to you? Well, same thing as another quality start and uh, I think he went six innings and you know only walked two and only gave up one run it was going to be a close game there was not much scoring there their guy did a nice job as well I wish we would have scored a few more runs but uh, Jack did great and then Sells came in and did his job and see late the bats finally broke through in the sixth inning there what adjustments did they make through throughout the game of the play there were adjustments or uh maybe got hit in the ear and morgan kind of blooped one in and then uh 
Briggsy has been in this batch that he's got the last several weeks, and that's why I wanted to start him tonight. And uh, he drilled that double, two-run double. So big hit for Briggsy. And, uh, you know, we need to shore up the defense a little bit. We missed a couple pop-ups, and uh, I guess we had one error. But uh, overall, it was good pitching defense other than the pop-ups and then some timely hitting. And uh, you don't usually win with only uh, three runs, but uh, hey, we'll take it. Belmont's a really good team. They had three wins coming in, and they, 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 they beat us bad over there, so it was good to tie that series up. Going back to Briggs, he got another big night. Had an impressive uh, pinch hit performance uh, a few games ago. Uh, he gets the start. Uh, you get Mason Spears uh, some time off. Uh, talk about uh, what Briggs has uh, brought to the team uh, these past couple of games. Well, this fall, he's arguably our best hitter. And then he's had a rough spring, obviously, with some things that were really out of his control. And he started off a little slow, and he had, he had some obstacles. And the, he's just worked hard to get back to where he was and uh, really good. He's hot right now. I feel, I feel like he knows if he gets in there a little bit more that he'll help us even more. So he's locked in right now. Want to enjoy this one as always, but a tough series coming up against one of the conference's best teams in La Tech. Uh, what's the key right now uh, for this weekend for you guys? Yeah, well, we're gonna have a good practice tomorrow, and we're gonna we're gonna work on some buttons, some push and drags, some hit and runs, some safety squeeze. We're gonna work on pop. We're gonna correct the mistakes we made tonight. We're gonna catch up academically. And then we're going to get on the road really early Thursday. We'll practice down there, and we'll, we'll be ready to go. But you know, La Tech is uh, very, very good. And uh, But it'll be fun to play at that park again, brand-new park, all turf. and It's just a beautiful place to play baseball. I think the guys that weren't there last year are going to like it, and uh, we're looking forward to competing against them. All right, congrats on the win, Coach. All right, appreciate it, Carson. Jim Tolman with uh, Carson Herbert down on the field. Our, our mic popping in and out a little bit there. We apologize for, for that, but uh, I think we got the gist of what Coach was trying to say. He's uh, anxious to get on the road and get down to Ruston, Louisiana to take on one of the top teams in Conference USA. And we will uh, take our second break, and we'll be back to wrap it up with some final numbers right after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. 
or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some bunny buns and bunny bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Welcome back into our postgame show as the Raiders take the measure of the Belmont Bruins tonight by a score of 3-1. Good pitching, pretty good defense. That's a hard combination to beat. Good ball game, uh, Dick. This is kind uh, that you like to see. Uh, uh, one of the real important things is Neither team did a lot. Uh, walked a lot of batters. Only two walks given up by the uh, Belmont staff. Only three by the Blue Raiders. So uh, that's one of the things that makes a ball game interesting. keeps uh, keeps everybody on their toes. That's when you see good defense. Well, the Raiders uh, three runs, seven hits in an era. Belmont one run, four hits in one era. And the Bruins, with the four hits, did not have a hit after the second inning. Well, it, uh, that was uh, credit uh, Jack Julian. He was terrific. Uh, they did have a couple base runners in the eighth inning on a hit batter and a walk, but uh, um, that was uh, James Sells. He got uh, the first out after letting those two on, and then Trent Siebert came in and shut the door, and he – Retired the last five Bruins in order, and uh, that's how you lock down a win. Well, as far as uh, the offensive numbers, there weren't that, uh, that many. Briggs Rudders two-run double, of course, the big hit. Wyatt Morgan had a had a pair of hits, but uh, Jackson Galloway had a three for three nine. Uh, and he uh, raised his average to three thirty. He has been hitting uh, uh, in. He's been hitting with authority for the last couple weeks now. Uh, the the big story tonight, of course, is pitching. Uh, good pitching on Belmont's side. Jordan Zuger, the starter, goes five innings. He doesn't give up a run. He walks two. Uh, 
uh, strikes out three and just three hits. Aaron Hubble, we talked about him uh, right after the end of the ball game. He ends up taking the loss. Then uh, uh, Dominic Verrata, Kyle Brennan both throw scoreless innings. On the uh, Middle Tennessee side, Jack Julian uh, picks up his second win. He's 2-0 and now. He goes six innings, gives up just one run. It was earned on four hits, two walks, and like you said, seven strikeouts. The impressive thing about those strikeouts is how many of them were called third strikes. That means that ball was moving on him. And, uh, and like uh, we said several times, this Belmont team is a good hitting ball club. James Sells comes in, and his coach uh, Toman said he did his job. Goes an inning in a third, walks one, hits one. Trent Siebert, though, comes on, throws the last inning in two-thirds, gets the last five outs, three of them by strikeouts. So Jack Julian, the winner, he is 2-0. Hubble takes the loss. He's 0-2. Give Trent Siebert his first uh, save of the season. Uh, we played this thing in two hours and 31 minutes. You got to like that, too. All right, and uh, chilly temperatures tonight, but the Raiders' win made it feel a little bit more comfortable. Middle Tennessee now 19-16, and 9-6 and six in Conference USA. They'll take that record on the road to Ruston, Louisiana, for games this weekend with the uh, number two team in Conference USA, Louisiana Tech, Friday at 6, Saturday afternoon at 2, Sunday afternoon at 1. Weather report says it's going to be in the 80s all three days in Ruston, so we're looking forward to uh, some good uh, baseball action down there. And we'll have all three games for you on the Blue Raider Network. That is going to just about wrap it up for us up here uh, as the Raiders win it by a score of 3-1. to one. For John Callow, this is Dick Palmer. Our studio producer has been Trenton Perry, and I think we've got Braves baseball coming your way next as you listen to Middle Tennessee baseball and the Braves coming up next on the Blue Raider Network. Good night. From the ballpark. This has been Blue Raider Baseball. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Breads, and Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Blue Raider Network. We now return to regular programming on News Radio WGNS.